0: Hello, good afternoon, and welcome to the Sunday Night Breakdown. It's Christmas Eve in the Drunk Tank. An old man said to me, "Our phone for Forrester will be out in an hour or so." All right, Dave. For those who are listening on podcast, Dave is suited and booted. He's he's come straight from court. I think.
1: Yeah, Saturday. It's Sunday Night Breakdown on Saturday morning. Saturday mornings I have a remand courts on in in Christmas. Um...
0: Receivers. so yeah, yeah. my no wife got very excited things. when i said she said what time are you doing it i says i don't know dave's in court and she's like what happened she thought you were on the other <laughs> side of the other side of the dock your honor talking, but it could happen one yeah. of these days in one of these days statistically speaking right let's get on with the basketball uh mm-hmm. we have to go back to monday the rare monday night game and the argument over whether monday is midweek or not um, Bristol flies 79, London lines 97 in the cup. No best, no Nelson, no Soko. Taylor Jordan Taylor in for a debut, uh, for the Lions. And you could straight away see what Taylor uh, could bring to the team first couple of buckets and assists, some D London out to a 15 6 lead.
1: Yeah, um, interesting stuff, really. Um, obviously, Taylor's playing, we don't know, we don't know what I, I don't know what the rules are at the moment. Um, My understanding is the rules, the rules haven't, haven't changed. changed. The rules haven't changed. In that yes. case, in order to for, to come back and play in the BBL, um, they'll have to deregister Taylor. Or so somebody else. To, or somebody else, yeah. So yeah, it'd be nice for that to be clarified. I think there's, there's a long list for the new CEO to do, but one of them would be to publish the, the rules on the website. It would be very beneficial to everybody. Um, transparency generally doesn't hurt. But anyway, they brought in they brought in Taylor. And yeah, absolutely. You could see why. Um look high-level screen and roll guard. Um, the way that he manipulated the ball, his body type is kind of very stocky and physical, but he's got enough going, to, he's got enough going to the rim as well. And clearly somebody who's extremely comfortable shooting the 18-foot jump shot coming off the screen and roll is kind of a kind of a bigger version of Quincy Taylor in that in that way. You know, it just in his, his game type. And um yeah, and and they came out and, and they were pretty impressive. I mean, I thought Bristol played really well in this game. I thought they really never they never let it go. They were up for the game. It wasn't like the game on Friday night at the Copper Box. And London just, just basically handled them. And it was, you know, I I, I, think I sent you a text saying, you know, one step closer to Armageddon, you know, saying, <laughs> they, 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 they going nuclear, you know. And um, they, they looked like a, a group which had corrected the major issue that it had. And obviously, what we haven't seen yet is him and Nelson playing together yeah. um, as well, you know? So um, it would be interesting to see what they do, yeah, what they do with their personnel, because, you know, on the face of it, Best wasn't necessarily the one that you would think um, wouldn't be playing BBL. He's probably more suited to BBL of all of them. Um, but um, they never looked out of control in this game despite no. the fact that Bristol gave it a heck of a good goal.
0: they did yeah they uh, mayhan made a couple of threes got it to one then hoben hit eight quick points it was back out to 13 630 to go to halftime, time 31 38 london then went 12 2 to lead 3350 and it was never in single figures after that and as you say uh-huh. um bristol played pretty well pretty well to be to be to be beaten by 18
1: yeah, I thought Herban was really good. <laughs> yeah, <he laughs> was, <wasn't he? laughs> this guy is unbelievable. Um, you know, just you know, when when you've got your kind of the fourth or fifth player in the scouting report playing like that, yeah, probably be the fourth or fifth player, but I bet he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On um, the scouting report playing like that, and you've got Koufos being as, as mobile as as he was. And, and as effective as he was as well. Mm. Um then they're really a tough team. And this is a team without Nelson Soko and 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 um best, best as well and Oni. Let's not forget Oni yeah, yeah, and Oni you know. Um and the only thing I would say about Bristol is that I thought they they,
2: they
1: got uh, I wasn't I was surprised May- mayha Mayhem went oh A-ham was wound up for the game and Mayhem went off and he had mid made five threes and you know in in was talking, making shots. He only played 18 minutes. Mm. You know, he had 16 points and like seven rebounds in 18 minutes. And sometimes I think they can get a little bit lost in the, in the various combinations of players that they've got. Because so I didn't, I looked back at it a little bit. I didn't see much in the way of defensive deficiencies, which would not have him on the court.
2: Mm.
1: And, and I thought, you know, maybe because they, they, they have so many guys who are kind of similar that they rotate them a lot. Sometimes they rotate them when they're red hot as well. Mm. And at times, maybe his night to play thirty minutes and go up for thirty-five, and that might have given him a you know a shot of getting up to London's ninety odd points. Um, but you know this was this was a, a worrying development for the rest of the league this game mm. because it was a difficult environment on a Monday night against a team that they've just beaten um, with a trophy on the line, and they were to use the phrase they were locked in. Mm everybody always says they're always locked in and they're not and they were locked in, in that game and um i don't really think there's much there was much more to it than that it, it kind of it wasn't that it was it was boringly efficient if I can yeah, put it it that. Was, yeah 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 you know boring, and that's and that is the very best place to be if you're a basketball yeah
0: yeah yeah you know that's a compliment Olison led the way with 17 for Bristol. Mahan, five of five for three for sixteen point six rebounds. Bell fifteen point seven rebounds. Kufos eleven of fifteen for twenty-four point seven rebounds. Decker twenty and five. Herban seven of nine, four of five from behind the arc, eighteen points.
1: I don't you think see. you can I don't think you can beat London if Kufos goes off. I mm. think uh, if because his points are so comfortable. Unless you can, it's a little bit like the the Crandall Nelson Henry thing last year. You know, if Nelson Henry went off, the they we were winning. Nelson Henry score If if Koufos gets going early, because he gives them something that Sharma doesn't, so they get a split of minutes between Koufos and Sharma. But Sharma's not going to give you those points in the in, on the roll on the short roll in the post of that that Koufos does. And you've got to kind, you know those twenty two points. Given all the other talent that they've got, twenty four points. Given all the, the other talent that they've got, those twenty four points are going to take them over the the hump every single time.
0: Sticking with London in the EuroCup on Wednesday, London lines 80, Paris basketball 93. If you listen to this at the beginning of the season when I did Paris and we were looking at the other teams, I said if you can take the three away from Paris, I think they're beatable. This is the most modern basketball of all modern basketball, isn't it, Paris? It's just jack a three or take it to the rim and nothing in between.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and and they were pretty good at it, and to be fair, I think they might have been listening to a little bit of the breakdown mm. because, you know, we've talked about London's Achilles heel being defending the three. Mm. They came out and exploited that to, to the nth degree. Now, they also exploited London's, um, you know, lack of bodies. I mean, how a team <laughs> with 16 or 17 players can end up suiting up eight. Mm. Um, it, you know, it really does indicate, you know, there's a level of attrition going on in the sport and in the, in the, in the schedule that they've got going. But, you know, you've got solo played 34 minutes on Monday night. He wasn't playing on Wednesday, mm. you know. Um, Soko, obviously, was sat there courtside with him. And they weren't ill, they were sat there, they were injured. Mm. Um, no Nelson, no Oni. no Soko, no Soluade, no um, Comiglum, no Kuboza, no... Um, Somebody else as well. Um, no, Quilly, Quilly. did you mention no, query yeah. yeah, no, query. You know what I mean. So, not all these guys would have a massive. It doesn't actually impact their um their their main units that are going to play. Possibly part of Nelson and Soko, who will now be coming off the bench. I assume, given that they've got Taylor and Zubac in the starting lineup, but it does impact their depth. And it also impacts the amount of minutes that they have to play on in the other games as well. So that hurt them. Um, couple of things about the environment, I, I, it was full, mm. um, and um, I'm really kind of grinchy, um, so I'm going to put the tree away. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, tree, off you go. Um, because uh, you know, whilst everybody else is enjoying the fact that it's full and that we've got a vibrant environment, they've got a light show going on, they've got the seats in the dark and all of that stuff. I was sitting there thinking i've seen this before this mm. two years ago you know and, and it's it, it, sometimes being versed in the history of stuff is actually you know the thief of joy <laughs> um, that's
0: a good way of putting it
1: you know it just yeah. it just takes away the, the 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 kind of the buzz and i'm sure for everybody that was there and looking at it it was great i mean but you know here in martin Henlin on, on the commentary said you know after about five minutes of, doesn't seem that like most of the fans actually know what's going on, mm. um, and seeing the Mexican waves and all of that stuff, um, I just gave us kind of the, the kind of the goosebumps—not the good goosebumps, mm. the goosebumps of like, oh, here we go again. This is what's been tried before and failed. Now, obviously, things have changed in thirty years. You know, not not, not my hair color, but basically everything. <laughs> and um, you know, the world's a different place. The, the, the advertisers, the marketing, the resources, the ability to project images, et cetera, are so much different to what they were. So it's it's a false comparison that I'm making, mm. which kind of annoys me, but it's in the back of my mind. Mm. You know, this is not just because there are 7,000 people there and just because they're doing a Mexican wave and just because it's a bit of a light show. Doesn't mean anything else has changed. You know, it's still the same situation, the same finances, etc. So I'm saying I'm saying that just to get out there, just so people mm. can accuse me of being a Grinch, really. Mm. Um, but you know, on the on the grand scheme of things, it's pretty good. Mm. You know, they have been paying for tickets. The question is always, you know, once you put that level of show on for one game, can you do it for every game? Because mm. if you don't do it for every game, then you can't complain about others not doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. think I mean their the the game night experience is is night and day from where
1: where it was. Obviously, I'm 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 a year a ago. to remember yeah, yeah. the cup of and Vinces yeah. 26 half times so he could yeah. have Alicia on the court in the middle of a cup semi-final, yeah. um which is not popular, um, yeah. when we when we were winning. Um so yeah, so yeah, I appreciate that. So so I'm I, I don't want to be in, in duly negative, and I probably shouldn't say anything at all, but this is a a, a forum to get rid of opinions. So yeah. that is what, um
0: so back on the court, they hit three three pointers at the start of the second quarter. We're up 12. Lions didn't score for the first five minutes of the uh of the second quarter, and that was the game starting to get away to them away from them, but they did cut it back.
1: Yeah, well, her band basically didn't couldn't make a shot in this game and I actually looked at him, I thought he was ill, you know, that he, was, or he was ill or he was tired because all his shots were short, he even shot an air ball from the corner at one point and it was like, this isn't the guy I've been watching all season. Mm. Um, then you look at the the athleticism that the um, that the French team had inside, which really impacted them and their ability to shoot the basketball and get open shots and I'm afraid, you know, Taylor might be, might be a hell of a player and he will be a hell of a player for them, but it's still his second game. Yeah. You know, and, and you can't just... I think plug, you
0: only have one practice as well. I know, yeah, you can't just games.
1: plug people in to a team that's been playing all season and just expect to play, have them playing at a ridiculously high level it, it, you know, in that type of game. Because it's all about the defensive coverages. And if you're one step short or one step off where you're meant to be, the ball gets switched, somebody over helps, the ball gets switched again, that's an open three-point shot. Mm-hmm. And the open three-point shots kill them. And I don't know how many they made. They must have made about 17. 15. 15. 15. Yeah. And, um, you know, and... and, and, and there didn't seem to be a. They, they may have been the plan, but there didn't seem to be the energy from London to run them off. Mm. They may, the coach may have said, yeah, we've got to try and run them off," but I didn't see that. You know, the, the, there was too many catch and shoot, stand up, walk up, three point shots with feet set, and um, you know that's 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 their kryptonite at the moment. Mm. 35-38 just
0: before halftime. 39-52, two and a half minutes into the third quarter. That was kind of the decisive run. Um, It got to 68-91 with 2.30 to go to London with a 12-2 finish. You never know if the points might matter. Somebody else tweeted, shout out Rob Scott, no, uh, not me. Yeah. Um uh So there you go. And The interesting one was the shot chart on this uh thing. If you go onto EuroCup uh, mm. website and look at the shot chart, because <laughs> it's literally three-point shots. Or layups and dunks basically yeah. then there was i remember seeing one sort of like 15 foot mid-range thing because i was doing a different euro cup game so i looked at the uh, this afterwards and saw all the threes and looked at the shot chart and then when i watched the game back the one shot that had gone that's an odd looking place to have shot the ball given the rest of the game was an on the buzzer got to throw it up or it's no. a 24 second violation no.
1: You no, know, it's butter. it's offensive. It's an offensive philosophy, and it's it's you know it makes sense maths wise. But it's also indications of you know defensive energy. You know you you can run people off the three point line, mm-hmm. and um, force them into mid range shots. They they're drilled well enough to to kind of punch dribble it in and kick it out again for another one. Then you've got to run them off again and then punch dribble again and kick it out again. But you can do that if you've got the energy. I just didn't think London did. And you have to bear in mind, you know, they played Friday, they played Monday, they played Wednesday. Mm. And whilst everybody thinks, oh, they've got you know, we've got hundreds of players, et cetera, there's not hundreds of players playing at the moment.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. You know, these guys are playing um substantial minutes and and, and they played them. Um, I mean, I think from memory, and it's going back to Monday now. It was either Monday or Wednesday, you know, that Decca, I think it was Monday, Sam Decker came back in the game with three minutes ago when they were up 17. Mm you know, something like that. And I'm thinking, oh, I might be keeping them sitting down for a little bit longer than yeah. than doing that. So that shows the level of seriousness that they took the Bristol thing, if if that is what I'm remembering rightly. Um, and I just think, you know, they, they really need, need. you have to, there's a balance between prioritizing the present and prioritizing the future. The present is that you need to win games, but you don't really need to win the Paris game. Yeah. You really do need to win the Bristol game because it's a cup final. Um, but prioritizing the future is making sure people are healthy. But then again, how healthy is healthy? Because everybody's always slightly injured. Mm. So you're playing 85% or 90% most of the time if you're a professional basketball player. So, so you know, how many of these guys could could have played but chose not to, to prioritize, or the medical staff should them out to prioritize the future. It's a kind of a slightly complex load management type thing mm. uh, going on, and it's easier in the NBA because they're playing 82 games, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. And, Here, it's a little bit different because the games are kind of hooky-jerky in their schedule. And you've really got to try and plan it quite carefully. And players have to know their own bodies. But also, you know, they have to know that, you know, if you're going to win stuff, you're going to have to play when you're 80% at times.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah. Decker led the way with 19 points, subject 17 over and 12. They were 3 of 22 from three-point range. Mm -hmm. Paris had made 13 three-pointers before London made their first.
1: That's legs as well, though, isn't it? You know, I mean, yeah, we all know yeah. it's legs. Yeah. I mean, those guys are not; those guys high-level shooters. You know, they're not, they're not shooting three of 20. That team's not shooting three of 22 again. But maybe yeah. on a Wednesday night, having played on a Monday and played on a Friday mm. and being down on bodies, you know, that's going to happen. I, mean, I didn't so... like when they went to a zone. They went to a zone a bit too yeah. for me. Yeah, I get yeah, why yeah. they did. I get why they did to save energy, but, you know, they're, they're big, but if you can't defend the three-point line, then... Um, the zone isn't really
0: going to help you, I don't think. In mean, Sims with 15, Tyrone Wallace, 13. They were 15 of 44 from three-point range, 18 of 40 from two-point range. Uh, incredible way of playing the game, but mine sort of boggles. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not going to go full Bob Ryan here and go, this is madness. <laughs> but I have But I have it in me, put it that way. Uh, also on Wednesday night, uh, in the other Cup semi-final, Leicester Riders, 89, Caledonia... Gladiators sixty eight. No Washington uh, for Leicester, but McKenzie was back, and they had illness uh, in the camp, but you wouldn't notice it. Uh, Thornton, Loving, Jackson, Wheeling threes. Leicester are up twenty one eight after five minutes.
1: Yeah, institutional knowledge. This was um, this was all about having been there, done it, mm. and understanding this, understanding the the stature of the game and the ramifications of the game, and being ready for it. Um, you add in the fact that obviously you can't let that's the do shoot the ball well at home, but you can't let them shoot the threes mm. at home. You can't let those guys get off Thornton's three, you can take, but everybody else, um, getting too many open looks in that gym where they practice there every day or most days, they practice on that court, you know. So it's, the repetitions that they get in that gym are substantial, they're comfortable there. And, um, I didn't, th- I thought Caledonia were just too callow for it, mm. and and that's not in a Kind of a kind of a backing off kind of scared way. I just thought they didn't quite know what they were into. They started off um aggressive, Bailey again started off aggressive, but too aggressive, and you know, committed a couple of um offensive fouls, which hurt them big time. And they were both they were both offensive fouls, um, being over aggressive in the post. And um, you know, I think the game was a little bit too big for him in this at this point in his career. You know, he, he, Gareth's been developing players. He, Gareth's kind of playing on two timelines. He's trying to develop a team. He's trying to win at the same time. It's kind of tough. And what we saw in this game was that when, when Bunyan played, um, Caledonia were 100 times better. Yeah. And he, you know, because it was, I thought at one point it was going to be the Johnny Bunyan game. And the reason yeah. for that was because he was guarding. Yeah, yeah.
0: He was guarding Patrick Weaver. Like he was plus 11 in 19 minutes yeah, and in, in it, the it, game it, they it, lost it, by 21.
1: And it was noticeable because yeah. you know he played the whole third quarter because the four minutes he played in the second quarter. But the difference was when Patrick Whelan's curling off a screen down to the corner, Donnie Bunyan's literally in his grill and he got called for two fouls yeah. because he was there, because he knew how important, because he was playing with that urgency of, of not just waiting to react when somebody gets the basketball, but actually getting, it, getting up and getting into them. And that's kind of the competitiveness that I didn't think um, Caledonia had from the beginning of the game. And I think they got a little bit um, cowed, a little bit kind of blown out the water by by Leicester's start. Leicester's defence was better. It wasn't fantastic defence, but it was far better um, than Caledonia's. And, you know, once they lost Bailey, they then got to that point whereby Gareth found a unit in the second quarter where he played, he had Onwas and um, Bailey on three fouls. So he ended up playing. Fraser and Tapia together. Yeah. For basically, the first time this season I can remember. Um, And kind of a, a couple of weird kind of lineups. Um, And it went all right. And he went to a zone a little bit as well. And it went all right for a little bit. But the last two minutes again, just like the last time they played them down there, the last two minutes of the second quarter, they couldn't survive it.
2: Yeah, yeah. And at so that, that t-
1: point... Yeah, go
0: on. Yeah. So, so they got it back to uh Burns and Malcolm hitting a few shots. Tappe as you say Leicester led by 20 early in the second quarter. They got it back to 40-33, two minutes from halftime.
1: That was 20 bunions, 20.
0: Yeah, but then Leicester scored 13 points in a row and were 53-33 up when Jackson hit a three to start the start the third quarter.
1: Yeah, um, I I remember thinking to myself, it might have been this game, it might have been another game. No, it was the London, the London European game. Um Coach Schmidt called is called a timeout in the first half, the first quarter when he shouldn't have, and he burned the second one halfway through the second quarter when they couldn't score for five minutes, and that left them in the last two minutes with not nowhere to go when when Paris went on a run, and this game was slightly similar because you, I'm you know it's it's far easier when you're sat here not doing it anymore to kind of go to the casino and roll the dice. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: Like, far easier. And if you're a coach, you know. And so for I'm rolling the dice. I'm playing that game as Gareth, and I'm I'm rolling the dice. I'm 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 putting Burns in with Sloan to start with. Yeah. Um. when Onwas and Bailey, have got three fouls in the second quarter. I'm picking one of them to play mm. because they've played all season. You haven't played with Tapia and Fraser there all season. I'm not going I'm I'm picking one of them to play. And if they foul out, they're going to foul out, and we're going to go down. We're going to go down having given it our best shot. Yeah. 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 Um but what coaches do, and it's it's not criticism because it's it's you know it's generally um, the right way you have to manage your resources, yeah, yeah. Is that you know you look at it, you think, well I can't play I got two guys, I've got two guys on three fouls. I've got a sitting, I need them for the second half. Yeah. Problem is if you're 53-33 after the first shot of the second half,
2: yeah,
1: you don't need them for the second half, it's done. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and, and it, it, that's the, the the kind of the the balance that you're always trying to strive to keep. You know, which is, but I've talked about it at Leicester before, you've got to be in the fight at Leicester. If you're not in the yeah. fight, you know, if, you're, if you're down 20 at Leicester, at any point, you're done. Mm. To
0: be and fair, yeah. they, they made a run at it in the third quarter. This Bunyan, again, was great defensively denying Whelan any space. And Sloan and Tape were scoring at the other end. They had a 16 run. They got it down to six. And you think, oh, there's a chance here. But then what happens... Loving jump and McKenzie three, loving three, and, and suddenly with 12 There's, minutes to go, the Leicester are back up 14.
1: Yeah, there is a chance, but you know, there, there isn't a chance because Lester are comfortable. They are up 20. They know that they win in this building. They've won 20 games in a row in this building, they're up 20. All right. The coach isn't comfortable. the coaching staff aren't comfortable, but the players know in their heads that they're that they're in a good place and they're gonna win. They know that they're gonna make some shots when it matters. McKenzie made a big shot when it matters, and loving makes a shot, you know, and um, the only way, you know, the only way I think, you know, we'd be interested to see what happens in London, but the, you have to be in the fight with Leicester. You have to be toe to toe within the whole game, and you have to see if you can take them out with a little bit out of that comfort zone of of, of knowing that, um, you know, we're going to make some shots, we're going to be fine. And they didn't do that, and they, and unfortunately, you know, Bailey came back in and got um, got a fourth foul quite quickly as well, and. You know, he was, you see, Caledonia really could have done without scoring 117 points on Sunday Mm. against Cheshire. Because Bailey had 30 or how many more, 36. They all got everything they want. Everybody feels really good about themselves. Offensively, you know, you can get whatever you want. You can go to the rim whenever you want. You score the ball whenever you want. You get out in transition, you score 40 in a quarter. That's not happening at Leicester. Players don't necessarily appreciate that there's going to be a slightly different level of defense and a slightly different requirement on them to be more precise in their movements and in their shot shot selection. So they keep playing as if the same way that they can drop 117 on somebody. Yeah. And that's why Bailey was two or fourteen in this game. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: You know? So I mean, that's still no, not not I've talked a lot about Caledonia because you know they weren't in the fight. And in a cup semi-final, you've got to be in the fight. Um but Les just did what you'd expect them to do. You know, McKenzie, McKenzie's filled in the Washington role, basically. Everybody else is um, doing what they're meant to do. Adekoya is, you know, again, proving to be critical as kind of a almost a third string center, basically, mm-hmm. because Menzies gets, gets some minutes and, and then Adekoya plays and saves Melson Henry. Um, but, you know, the, the, uh, it was it was Leicester in a cup semi final, and I don't think the the Caledonia guys, other than Bunyan, who's been there before, and maybe Fraser, but he plays the same way every time he plays. You know, he's a yeah, yeah. his weight. Um, other than those guys, I don't think they understood what they were involved with, and um, and sometimes you just got to see it. You got to go yeah. through it. Yeah, yeah. That's why teams with third and fourth year players win. And that's why teams with first year players don't win.
0: Begin. they did get it back to seven again but walsh and jackson with threes to top and taylor 0 runs to 73 56 and that was basically it uh loving with 18 whelan 17 he was six of nine shooting three of four from behind <laughs> the arc uh jackson was four of five three point shooting for 14 points leicester were 34 of 64 from the floor and 13 of 22 from uh, three point range and that is their second most uh, in a game this season thirteen maybe thirteen twenty two though I mean that's six
1: yeah. percent you know I mean yeah. that's you know that that's because the right guys are shooting them mm. and they're and they're shooting good shots when the feet are set off catches you know they're not jacking up shots mm. and that's unsustainable unsurvivable and mm. that's
0: Tape, uh, eight of eight from the floor. The only shot he missed was one free throw. He was five or six from the free throw line for twenty one points five rebounds Sloan 16 points and six assists Bailey 10 and 8 although as you said 2 of 14 from the floor by contrast they were 25 of 72 uh, from the floor and 7 of uh, 27 from three point range and Bunyan's plus 11 the only player in plus n- numbers for them Yeah, in, in 19 the minutes with...
1: as well yeah let's do have a switch on their own court you know they've, they've developed that kind of you can almost see when the, the eyes narrow a little bit. And, you know, the, 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 when the, again, that locked-in switch. Yeah. And I thought they were pretty good in this game in relation to that. They never, I never thought they were going to lose.
0: Let's go to Friday night then. Surrey Scorchers 85, Bristol flies 93. Jefferson has now uh, uh, left the Scorchers. They've still got their injury uh, issues. Great start by um, Surrey Wang going to the ring. Lawrence and Martin hitting threes, 21-10. Uh, jumped on them early. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well they started the change that obviously changed the starting lineup again and went with, you know, Taylor and Lawrence mm. Wang, and um, Ryan Martin and Shechem Johnson. Um and not, you know, you know, without Kerry playing without Jefferson there, it kind of made that a, a no-brainer decision, really.
0: Carey was a late scratch ill, I forgot to mention yeah, that. That's right, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, and um I watched this game as it happened. Um watched your shenanigans later on. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and um I was more interested. I was actually it might seem weird, but I was actually more interested in this game because I was you know the this Bristol away and Surrey yeah, yeah, yeah. where Surrey are is it was, it was interesting at the moment to see Surrey's
0: what, a weird team in that you think at some point that switch is yeah, gonna click. Yeah. They've got the talent and at some point they're gonna get it right. And I mean, actually, watching this one back this morning, it was like this could have been the game, couldn't yeah, it?
1: I it, could <laughs> it was the growth. Yeah, you know, they've got you know, they've got you wait to see what growth they've got and basically how they how they manage it. And um, yeah, I mean, they didn't miss a shot for five minutes. Uh, you know, they didn't miss it, literally, did not miss a shot. I mean, they turned the ball over once on half court, and that was it. You know, every single thing went in. Then Bullbang came in and he made a left handed jump, poop off the yeah. glass, and you know, yeah, there me. Um, but the defense wasn't very good, and the defense was kind of, um, they were unable to guard some of the the Bristol guys. And you've got people who guard Bristol one on one. And, they should have been
0: further ahead. End of the first quarter, should have been further ahead. Yeah, um, well, that was because what, of G W G. Yeah, it? I was about to say Watson Gale hits yeah. four three pointers, and and it's a it's a two point game early in the second quarter.
1: Yeah, but even then, I thought, you know, Jelani Watson Gale, you know, that is his bread and butter. He can get to the rim. He can. He showed a left, nice left hand drive later on in the game, but you know, he's he's kind of he's kind of the Steph Curry. He's, he's the one dribble off the screen, and if you're not up on the screen, he's shooting it. And he's shooting it from relative, uh, relatively low in his release point. But because he's got a low release point, he's got a quick release. So you got to get there. And, you know, you, you might give him the first one. You might give him the second one. But after that, you've got to be up on the screen. And what I mean by that? Is- Guy's got to be up on the screen, you've got to be dissuading that, even if it's a kind of a hard hedge or even a trap whereby you've got this little guy with make and pick the ball up. You you
0: compare it to the Leicester game and uh, the first two uh, early in the game, Mackenzie goes under the screen on Fletcher, Fletcher hits two threes, and then everything is over the screen from there. It's like, okay, he's hitting today, we can't, can't get
1: absolutely, it's a strategy. You know, you know, you talk about you talk about how many you're gonna give them, basically. You know, if he makes one, he makes one, he makes how many, how many before we have to guard them? I and there are there are some guys, frankly, like, you yeah, well, I mean, going back my time, we wouldn't guard, even if they made three or four, and a couple of times we got burnt on it. Yeah. Um but um most times we didn't because it gives you an extra guy to guard the guy the people are more likely to be shooting the ball. Albeit oh, I still have nightmares about the name Jarela Coro. <laughs> who yeah, um, yeah, he yeah. was eleven of sixty-two from the three-point line, playing yeah. the cool him in, in Earth in Manchester, and that yeah. green floor in the in the five-side pitches. Yeah, said he's going to make It'll six. six and yeah. you know, I've got Scott Martin standing there saying, Do "You want me to guard him? No, no him. The numbers. The numbers say he's going to miss the next one. He never missed." Yeah. <laughs> and we won by a point because mm-hmm. barry webb said barry webb said rimmed an 18 foot on the buzzer i was the luckiest thing. that would have been utterly on me yeah. um but there's an advantage in not guarding somebody or, or in, in in that's not a disrespect thing that's just playing the numbers playing the yeah, game yeah, yeah, yeah. you know which is if you're if you're not likely to to make shots then we're going to play off you and we're going to clog the lane we're going to make it harder for who is going to be shooting the ball um, and it's happened it it does and if you look carefully for fans, you know if look carefully they'll, they'll see it happening in games. you've got to know the players, but you know you'll see it happening in certain games, you know Luke braummbros, somebody who struggled this year to shoot the yeah. ball and teams are playing off him, some of the centers, you know Malcolm delpesh, um you know Marcus delpesh, some of those guys as well um who aren't liable to shoot the ball the defense doesn't go out there to them yeah. they stay off.
0: The the only the, the the only pushback I would say to the fans is <laughs> not everybody gets that right, and sometimes yeah. you see a guy left wide open. You go, "What's he doing wide open?" And that's a defensive breakdown, not a Absolutely, not a strategy. Not, <laughs> if it's not Mark expected. Loving or, or Patrick Whelan or Zach Jackson, it, it's yeah, a defensive exactly. breakdown.
1: Exactly, and that's why you know, but it, what the smartness of uh, the sm- smartness is not overused term because it means a lot of different things, but. The ability of a player to recognize who they're guarding and when they're guarding and what space and where they're meant to be mm-hmm. is something that you wouldn't, you know, unless you're specifically looking for it as a coach, fans generally wouldn't see and wouldn't appreciate it. because the player's not actually doing anything, right? But the ball might get reversed to somebody who's a non-shooter. And that player at that point needs to know, the defender needs to know, is he a shooter? Is he a non-shooter? Do I have to run him out? Do I That's a split second decision? And they've got to make that decision. That's yeah. how to them guard him. And then, you know, that kind of basketball knowledge is ingrained in the successful teams, ingrained in the players who've been around a while and played at a high level. It's not ingrained in the rookies yeah another reason why you know veteran veterans generally win. sometimes
0: you need to see it don't you You need to see it with your own yeah. eyes you can be told but you just need to see it with your own eyes let's um let's go back oh, yeah. to the to to this game and let's actually just spin it forward to the fourth yeah. quarter because it was it was back and forth this one five minutes to play five points from taylor put surrey up 80 to to, to 76 um bell fouled on an and one with 2.40 to go. He misses that, yeah. but Delpesh with the offensive rebound and putback, so they get four points out actually, of the play. Miller
1: Miller made the play. Miller came in, Um might not be sure on the stats, but Miller came in from the, the weak side on the rebound. He kind of saved it, and he threw it back to Delpesh for the layup.
0: And it's 80-84. Yeah. Um, Johnson no, it and Delpesh trade and one, so it's 84-87. Uh, both of them made them neither of them a great free throw shooter so notable that they both made it at the end when it mattered two minutes to go four point game and then one forty four to go Wang stepped out of bounds this was a horrible one to turn over really
1: yeah I mean there's some stuff going on with with even in the last five minutes you could see the kind of the uncertainty amongst sorry and precisely what their identity is um, I was surprised that um, for the most of the fourth quarter in fact most of the game Ryan Martin was defend, defending Bristol's fours because Bell and King had a step on him. It's very difficult. Ryan Martin's probably 6'8", six, 6'9", six, good rebounder, um, excellent size. Shaquem Johnson's like 6'7", more athletic. Shaquem Johnson was defending Del Pesh, and Martin was defending like King or or Bell, depending on who was playing the four. And if you watch the game, Martin fouls out. And Martin's a critical player for them offensively yeah, because yeah, he now he fouls out with about three minutes ago, and all I think his it was a bit more than
0: that. I think it was about yeah, four, well, four or four, minutes four minutes thirty. Or
1: all his fouls are the same, they're all kind of hands-on trying to guard somebody who's quicker than him. And I just didn't think that matchup worked for them at all. I was surprised that he didn't go back and end up guarding Del Peche. Um, maybe Johnson couldn't do it either. I don't know, you know who knows. But but that would for me um hurt them. Then you had the kind of lawyer wasn't sure. I say he wasn't sure. He ended up with at one point Buzumbru. Taylor, and this is all in the last four minutes, mm. Brazumbra, Taylor, and Lawrence in the game at the same time. Um, and then Dobbs, and then with Wang at the four. And then Brazumbra came out with about two minutes to go, and Dobbs came in. And then Wang played the three, and Dobbs is the four, and, and Johnson's a five. And that's looking kind of for that, I think it was, they're looking for that lineup. They haven't got their closing lineup yet. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. And that's a big thing. Yeah. You know, you know, the big thing is, is it's probably even more important than your starting lineup. Who is yeah. your closing lineup? Who is the, who, in a perfect world, who are you going to go to? Yeah. Brazil hasn't played much. You know, he certainly hasn't played much as part of a three guard lineup. He's primarily been playing, you know, the point guard when he's come in. And um, so he comes in as, as kind of on the wing and they were kind of playing off him a little bit. And um, and then so in that, that moves Wang up a position, which means if you move up a position, you've got a different role in, in the offenses. And then Dobbs comes in, which means that you know Lang is back at the three, and then it just seemed that they, they didn't know where they were going with their offense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um they didn't have that consistency of understanding, and, and that's possibly because Martin had fell out. Because you know Martin is there. Martin's a the guy who's going to make a play. It might not be the yeah. right play, yeah, yeah, be yeah, a yeah. Play, yeah, but he's got a real chance of making a whatever play.
0: their whatever their closing unit, in, it's going to have him.
1: It's gonna have him in, yeah. Because yeah. the space a core, he'd knock down three threes in this game. He gives them, you know, he's somebody who's not afraid to make a play yeah. Yeah. to go and, to go out there and try and impact the game. And without him, and with the the kind of the the Taylor Lawrence thing, which is a work in progress, you know, they haven't played much together at all. Yeah. So they're gonna have to figure each other out. Um it, it kind of ended up being oh, let's throw it to Wang, and then Wang, who was very good in the game, got to the rim at will. Um um, you know, he's not closed many games, you know, he's a young player, yeah, and yeah, yeah he stepped on the line. It was, stepped a bad on the line
0: was a really because he had a chance to attack and he sort of backed off and yeah. then stepped on the line, but they
1: couldn't get stopped either. Dan, that was no, no. It's so stopped. Bell goes
0: down, he's far makes one for two, timeout of ball, They missed a shot at the end of the shot clock, Taylor, and then that was that was basically the he game.
1: It was 80 76 with about what three minutes to go, uh, and, eight, yes, eight
0: eighty three, eighty three, eighty seven 83 87 with two minutes to go.
1: Right, so, you know, they've... Oh, I think the last five minutes, Bristol scored a lot of points. Bristol oh, right, know.
0: okay, yeah, 80 to 80, uh, 80 to eighty eighty 84, I think, with right. 240 to go. So they scored nine points in the last 240, nine, five.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, quite, just, yeah. And that, I, think, I think, sorry, we're up 80 to 76, so they scored the eight before that as well.
0: Yeah, sorry, they were, 80 to 76 with, uh, what is there, five to play.
1: Yeah, so 17 minutes in the last five, 17 points in the last five minutes. Even. Yeah, yeah. Even with foul shots, that's too many at home. Yeah, you know, yeah. Have to the scoring every time down. Yeah. And uh, Bristol, um, yeah, Watson Gale. He obviously was on fire, and and he, of course, it's inc- it's a really he's a really interesting player because you have to contextualize everything, right? Watson Gale on Monday didn't score a point against London, or if no. he did, he might right at the end. No. You know, they shut him yeah. down. They sh- absolutely shut him down. So he has come out and after that game, and there's two ways a young player can go with that. They can blame everybody else you know, or, or they can whinge about their life. You know, they can decide that they want to be a, you know, landscape gardener. Or they can come out and show them what show people what they've got, a bounce back, you know, a real bounce back. To come back the way he did in that game, albeit Surrey's defence is different than London's, to come back and win is, is a character thing. Mm. That's, that's not about whether we made shots. That's a character thing. That's him coming back saying, look, I'm coming off the bench. Bang, bang, bang. I'm here. You need to take care of me. I'm not going to be... Um, not going to be going scoreless ever again, and so that's really encouraging for um, for Bristol, but for also for GB because he's you know, obviously he's a GB player. Um, everybody else, you know, King, Bell, Delpeche, they the of did what they do, mm. and they did it comfortably. And that was the problem I thought offensively. Yeah, was that Bristol? They couldn't, sorry, couldn't get stops.
0: So, Lawrence uh, had 17.7 assists. Wang, 7 of 10 shooting for 17.7 rebounds, 6 assists. Uh, Jack Domini and Johnson, 12 points each. A combined 9 for 9 shooting. Yeah. Uh, and then... Well, they've what's... got good talent. They've got, good, yeah. Spin. Yeah, they got yeah. good talent. At they, some point, I say...
1: They... At some point, they should stop 100 on people, but you got yeah. they've got to get some stops, and they got to get some baskets in transition, and they're not getting that at the moment. Mm. Not getting that stops.
0: I'm still hanging on to my pick of they are the surprise team of the year. Um, I'm surprised by them now to be yeah. fair, but at some point, uh, I'll be surprised by them for the right reasons. Watson Gale, 24.6 of nine from three point range. Delpech, nine of 12 shooting for 19 points and King with 15. Let's go to Glasgow where the Caledonia, Caledonia gladiators beat Sheffield Sharks, uh, 77 uh, sixty. story of this game was the start and the end of the first half. Caledonia scored the first 11 points of the game. Sheffield had a bit of a run and then they scored the last 11 points of the first half and were 20, uh, 40 to 27 ahead. So they scored 22 points in six minutes at the top and tail of, of the half.
1: Yeah, I'm in Grinch mode again. I'm afraid oh, yeah. that was turgid rubbish. I thought
0: I did watch it, I did watch it at 1.75, which is super fast. Mark Woods sounds I'd... quite high at 1.75.
1: I mean, I'm sure it was we all safe. do. Yeah, it was safe, uh, it was safe for me. Obviously, we had Johnny Bunyan senior, um, doing the market. I was saved for me by some of his um comments, including the, the wonderfully um understated. Remark when his, his son made an open three after the the Sheffield gave him about twelve, um, twelve feet of space in trying to defend his screen and roll. Sometimes, well, we haven't seen the scouting report. <laughs> um, we haven't seen the scouting report, uh, which I thought was lovely. You know, um, I'm being a bit harsh. It was, a, You know, I say it was uninteresting to watch. Yeah. Um, because, um, you know, Sheffield shot nine threes in the whole game. You know, yeah, You're talking about Paris, right? Yeah, Sheffield shot 9-3. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the reason Glad- and Caledonia went on the run in the first half, first five minutes, um, was because um, Sheffield never threw the ball to
2: Coke.
1: Mm. Um, you know, they, they play a certain way, and that, that certain way has been, you know, relatively effective. You've got to throw the ball into Bennett Coke early. Mm. Um, it was 11-0. Um, Atiba called a timeout, and the first time Bennett Coke touched the ball was after that timeout.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
1: he got fouled. He got fouled, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I know what Katiba was saying in that timeout. We've been doing this all season. Why would we go away from this now? This is the way you play. Um, they are really guard light you know, Rod Glasgow really struggled in this. He's got a heavy load in this game. You end up with Channel Banks, who's you know, probably not a two-guard, but he's certainly not a point guard. You haven't played the point. Um, young Sacco played, came in and, and, and gave them really good energy. Um, but He's undersized and you know he's still got a lot of, he, he's one of six from the foul line. So he's you know he's given them good energy. He's got to finish like at the foul, line, has yeah, yeah. to finish at the foul line. a pack full player. Um and if they're not gonna throw the ball inside, then where are the points coming from? You know, that's the reality of it. Yeah. Um, whereas um Caledonia were obviously back on their um in the comfortable environments of um, the Emirates Arena where they, they don't lose much. Um and they were just um I thought comfortable from the beginning of the game offensively, they were able to get what they wanted. Sheffield's defense did pick up in the second quarter. And again, I think um, Mark Wood and John Bunyan said something about that. But that's too late. You can't be spotting these teams 15 run, 15-point runs when you're on your average and 63 a game. You know, it's just not gonna work. Um and um I thought there was some it was yeah, it was it was a bit, yeah. It was nice to see Johnny playing actually getting back in the rotation and playing a bit more. Jordan Burns played twelve minutes in this game, didn't score, you know, and they went by twenty. Yeah. Was, you know, yeah, there was with
0: some weird when you look when I looked at the box stats last night, there was some like weird stuff that you just got doesn't really make any sense. But no, it did it But didn't... they went by seventeen, so it doesn't really matter and they're always
1: but... in that kind of position yeah. where they win by seventeen. Yeah. And the problem is that there's you know there's just no spirit ability in that Sheffield team. No. But not so, at all, you know. Um, you know, Ratinho is, you know, is is, is basically playing enormous amounts of minutes and hardly shooting the ball. Yeah. He's yeah. a standalone shooter who relies on the ball to be rotated to him so he can either um, shoot it or attack the closeout. And they're not getting any advantage of the, um, the penetration. They're not getting any advantage of the kickouts. And and whilst they do score the ball inside, um, you know, when the ball goes inside, it doesn't often come out. Mm. You know, so it's not like it's kind of going into the coke ormi and, and they're throwing it back out to a shooter um to, to knock down a three that's why they're only shooting nine threes so that's not sustainable the whole obviously the caveat is um is all Nelson. I want
0: for Christmas is Saeed
1: Nelson yeah. yeah um that's the caveat to all this but you know you, you it's you know there's a slight roster floor roster structure floor there when one when with one player down yeah it impacts you quite so much. Um, it's probably on the back of them having the three centers. Yeah. Um, if I'm being, look, I understand why they did that. And I think with a full group, they're, you know, they, they have a way of playing and that's fine. But, yeah. you know, but, you know, they, they struggle, you know, the, the the challenge for me watching the fourth quarter was, are they going to get to 50? Really? Then it was, are they get to 60? You know? Well,
0: I got a text uh, at half time telling me what the record low in uh, Glasgow was for Sheffield. So they won't uh yeah, so they, weren't they beat that by the way, just yes. but, yeah um anyway. so never yeah. uh, never in single figures in the second half, So as comfortable as you like. So Sloan with 21 points, eight assists. Bailey, 15 and 10 on West, 11 and 7. Banks with 17, Cook with 10. Sheffield shooting uh, splits, 34, 22, 56.
1: Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's a It's like the outsized lady's clothing, isn't it? <laughs> um, like,
2: oh, yeah. Right, uh, so
1: we've
0: come to the end of Sunday Night Breakdown for uh, this week. There's no more games left to do. All my little nephews have, have arrived, so I've got to go off and do all the family stuff. And uh,
1: after the pictures, yeah, there we go, how, yeah. How long we got? Yeah. Uh, well,
0: minus half an hour, I think, is the answer to that. Let's let's do this last game. Uh, Manchester Giants 82, Leicester Riders 89 after overtime. Let's start with Mia Culper. I made two mistakes in commentary in not uh, getting the rules right which is unforgivable because the thing that drives me nuts when I watch other people do commentary in any yeah. sport is well, get I mean, the yeah, bloody rules think... right. And I got yeah, two of but... them wrong. So I apologize I mean, for that.
1: All right. I mean, I accept your apology. I mean, I've had yeah. three other people contact me this morning yeah. offering this the podcast instead yeah. of you. and yeah. um, I'm considering all offers, but you know, at the moment you're still in poor position. Yeah, um, yeah. No, nah, Hey, it happens. Um, certainly one of them. I didn't know. So, you know, I knew the the the, the new and sports from like in the last two minutes I didn't know either. Yeah. From October. So um you know the reality is there's no one who ever knows the rules as as well as the refs. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: So that's that's what they're there no for. One is, you know that's what they're there for, and that's what they learn they have to do exams and tests, and you know, that's what they're challenging. What I on, will
0: so. say is um on the uh on the uh on the first one, the, the disqualification foul and the wrong guy taking the free throws. Yeah. A, the referees are supposed to get the right person on the free throw line. They're not supposed to let the wrong person go. No, on I'm the
1: not lead. sure about that, but I
0: um, And B, I kind of understand in the melee how you would you would think, well, actually, anybody can shoot the free throw because that's what I thought. That's what I got wrong is I thought well, anybody every... can shoot the free throw. But if it's a contact disqualification, okay. which that one was, then the person who is fouled has to shoot the free throw. Yeah, it's in the sports were uh, bells but, on. Yeah, one. yeah. But But the final bit is, Man, that is a disproportionate punishment for, um, like a mistake, isn't it? Because because they because the ball goes back to the you lose the point you don't get the second free throw and the ball goes back, and well, and if you it's... think they changed the unsportsmanlike one the one that I got wrong at the end, um, because it was a disproportionate punishment to the infringement, so that basically you just get one free throw and then you carry on, and they changed the technical from two free throws to one free throw and you carry on. I know in most cases, if they do that wrong, you're actually only losing the free throws because <clears throat> you wouldn't normally have possession of the ball if yeah. it was a normal foul. But to lose the ball and both free throws for for, for the wrong person lining up seems... Oh, well, I mean, I'm
1: kind of against you on that um, because it's something I was, we, we were fully aware of and it was actually my job when I was on the bench. Um, you know, there is nothing in the rules which says the referees ah, will get to the referee's kind of... There is something.
2: Because,
1: the, you know, the, so the,
0: the thing about the, the, the. I can't remember the exact line, but it definitely within the thing about that, it's the referee's job to. Remember, we talked about this with Bristol the, earlier in yeah. the year. The referee's job to make sure there isn't six players on the court. Yes. So if you get to a technical because there's six players on the court, the referees have made a mistake by yeah. allowing somebody on and not somebody not going off. Yeah, and, that's right. Uh, my, you've seen it before in, in the history of the game where people try and put a better foul shooter, which I don't yeah. think Leicester were doing, by the way. I just think they thought anybody could shoot.
1: I'll, well, I'll, tell, you, I'll tell you what I thought. What I, what I thought happened as follows. And we'll get to the rest of it in a minute, yeah. but basically, um, you know, it, it is a, it's up, as far as I'm concerned, it was always my view when I was on the bench, it is the fouls. It's it's not for the referees to tell the foul shooting team who should be shooting. No harm in the referee in the foul shooting team asking the referees mm-hmm. who should be shooting. Um, but, and and clearly because you heard it off camera, you heard Rob shout it's a technical, so Rob thought it was a technical um, as opposed to a disqualification, so he thought anyone could shoot it so yeah, absolutely, they weren't trying to gain advantage by putting McKenzie on there, I mean they'd had Jackson for some reason shoot a technical foul shot earlier in the game, yeah, yeah, that didn't make any sense sense. Um, you know, so there's no way they were doing that Um, but, you know, the you know, it was always something I was incredibly alive to. It happened a couple of times with us. And what you had to do was you had to wait. It was actually a tactic to wait for the wrong guy to shoot the first shot. Yeah, yeah. He'd stand up and give it merry hell. Yeah. You say, so yeah. look, like not the right guy. You've got you've got the wrong yeah, guy. Yeah. At that point, because. No. My recollection in, after
0: the game is we had a discussion about this last year in a Newcastle game where they where the referees then did the wrong thing. They gave t- the
1: ball back. They let, gave they the, ball back, let the right man. guy shoot it. Yeah, and it was yeah. wrong. They got it wrong. So um, I kind of. Well, I, on, on the, By the letter of the, the law, and I'm, I don't have any issue with with what happened, um, because ultimately it is the foul shooting team's responsibility to get the right guy on the court. Mm. Now, that's not to say it's great game management, what's going on, mm. okay, by the refs, Yeah. okay, because, and we'll get to that in a minute, actually, if we go back to the beginning of the game, I think it's probably easier working through it yeah, yeah. than... Doing it that way, yeah. Um, so good, let's let's start because uh, yeah.
0: we spent enough time talking about where I've cocked up. Let's let's <laughs> go to where the players have cocked up and uh, no, Lee obviously still for Manchester, Leicester with uh, illness in the cab. Uh, Thornton uh, didn't travel. There were three players we were told were going to be game time decisions, but all played. Um, so and just looking at Patrick Whelan's shooting, you could see he was yeah, right. yeah. um. So much to get for me. I almost want to skip through the first half. Leicester, Leicester finished slightly better, had a small
1: lead. Yeah, after. I'll say it was a great game. I, I, I'm, I'm hearing lots of stuff about, oh, it was all disgrace, great. It's embarrassment. I thought it was brilliant, right? I thought, Everything, you know, that was everything happened. Every, I mean, I thought, like, I thought, it was you know, just sport, a bad you know? game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was yeah, yeah. I, worked, I then sat through Glasgow um, uh, and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely it was, it was better game. than that. <laughs> 20, 20 Leicester-Manchester, I suppose, yeah, the one yeah. card. I feel yeah, like it. Yeah. But, so you know let's not all get too hoity-toity and too up ourselves in relation to the right way yeah, and the right thing yeah, yeah. yeah, that was great, it was great entertainment, it was great storylines, it was very competitive from the beginning and um, both teams were there and ready to play and as you say Fletch came out and knocked down a couple of threes early and when he knocks down a couple of threes early that means he's ready to go Yeah, it means he's he's locked into it all and he's, he's ready to go and then Dirk is playing that way and you've also got all the emotion with with um, Green and with with and all those guys, and you've got that against Leicester who are coming off playing on Wednesday night. They've got some illness in the camp that, you know, Washington's basically playing, but he's not playing because he's not right. Um, so they've got well, Manchester even without Lee. They've got a real shot at this game. Um, the um it went back and forwards as you say. Um, you know, I was surprised Vince's Vince's rotations occasionally befuddled me. and You brought Callum Jones in first. He hasn't played much this year. I was, was wondering who else was on the bench when I was watching it, you know, because Robinson didn't come in till later. Nick Lewis didn't come in till later. All of it, um, but Callum came in early. Um Leicester struggled a little bit with um, with their bench as well, but then Adekoya came in basically and bailed them out in the second half, in the second quarter, yeah. made a couple of threes. Um, what else happened in the first half? Any interest? Uh, Menzies has got call from a sportsman like, which I was right because it was, it was a two-handed hard foul. Um, yeah. He got hard foul with his on the wrist on on the arm with his right hand, but his left hand went up to the shoulder. So what he can't see. I, I, I
0: agree with you on that one. I think the other ones he kind of is a little unfortunate in the fact that because he's seven foot three and it's the six foot eight guy who's guarding yeah. him. If I was six foot eight guy, and this is what seems to be the defensive tactic, is as soon as he turns, go down and see if you can get a charge. And yeah, I think yeah. I th- and I, I think that's a I think that's an issue for him because he's so much bigger than everybody else. Well, see, and actually the 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 the, one the, where the his backside in, yeah, the, yeah, that yeah, was the, yeah, it
1: was bored, But I was.
0: mean it's it could be a foul, but I just making the general point yeah. for him. I think actually he would have been better served because Vince was whenever. Nelson Henry sat down. He sat Robertson down in the first half, yeah. and I think he would have been Menzies would have been better served having somebody of a similar stature to him guarding him because it would be less of a... always
1: been the issue in the BBL. Yeah, guy. it is. Yeah. Really, really good yeah, guys. Yeah. Because you know, half the time you're guarding people who are mismatches. So, are you good enough and powerful enough to dominate that mismatch? For instance, more Walker would be bigger than Tarsh Green, and yeah. more Walker get the ball down low and score. Yeah. But but he's not the same size that Aaron Menzies is. Aaron Menzies has different issues yeah. in relation to his ability to kind of put the ball on the floor and score. Aaron Menzies needs to be closer to the front of the rim catch it, And that is good. But the bigger issue he has is defensively, because it's very difficult for someone who's seven foot two to be guarding Taj Green. Yeah. Online, you know? And yeah. that, is, that is tough. And um, so, yeah, so, so I was just sticking to the unsportsman. Like, that was that one, which was all right, I thought. Yeah. There, was a, there was a weird call whereby they... Um, you know this comes down to game management where um they gave patrick whelan extra foul shot because Ramon fletcher was inside the three point line yeah and it was the first of two foul shots um by the time whelan shot the ball fletcher was actually outside yeah um he was probably a foot inside when the ball was delivered to the delivered to I must admit in real time i didn't even see it no no you didn't i had to watch it back and so so what happens is the wall, the ball's delivered to Whelan by the baseline ref, and you should say By the time he shot it, Fletcher's outside, but at the time the ball was delivered to him, he's inside, he's about a foot inside. He's not in Whelan's line of sight. He's not saying anything to Whelan. He's not impacting the play. And it's the baseline ref who throws Whelan the ball who then calls it.
2: Mm.
1: And I'm thinking, well, just manage the game. Just tell him to get out. He <laughs> don't throw him the ball until he's out. Yeah. You know, you know, it's, it's, a, it's the type of thing which is just, it just seemed to me to be a little bit unnecessary. Um... So that, that, that's kind of, a, kind of a game management thing. And all the players look, look at that. Um, then we got into the um, the third quarter. and it, it What a weird quarter this was. So yeah.
0: Manchester can't score. Leicester go 12 2 for five minutes. And then Leicester just decided to turn the ball over almost every time down. Manchester well, get was, the momentum and it's a 14 0 run. And it's a one point thought,
1: game. Yeah, I thought there was well, a couple of things. I mean, one, we missed the most important part of the whole game, which was Fletcher's hamstring. Yeah because he pulled up at the end of the second quarter. Whilst he played the third and fourth quarter, he, he never attacked once. You know, he he was he shot a few jump shots, but he never stretched out, you know. So he's got, you know, he, he played within himself. No question about that. I've watched him enough to know. So that impacted a lot about the way Manchester were able to play. I mean, Leicester got tired a little bit, and also their lineups, you know, eventually the, the lack of depth. I say lack of depth. Eventually, you know, Evan Walsh, starts to, Evan Walsh has played great, but he's playing his third game in a week as well. Um, you know, Adekoyer maybe isn't um, quite as sprightly either. And I just thought they got a little bit tired in there, in the, and Menzies basically struggled the whole game, mm. you know. Um, so, in Manchester, or the opposite of Sheffield, they're totally spurtable. Yeah yeah, um, yeah, yeah, You yeah. know, they come up in there, pull up, Fletch makes a couple of threes, Dirk pulls up, makes a three, and, um and suddenly, as you say, it's a 14 0 run and the, the, the hooping and hollering and Robertson's making shots in this game, which is yeah. either making swishing them or airballing them, which isn't bad. I Means good percentage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, so so that energy comes up. Um, in amongst that time, we have I think um, we have the first instance of kind of a bit of stuff going on where um. Green again, Menzies again, kind of wraps up Green, and Green goes up and somehow manages to stick his arm out at ninety degrees and clock Walsh. In the, yeah, in the face. Um, which was a tough one to call at that point. Um, because I didn't see it straight away, and I thought I thought my initial thought was watching it. Well, that's Menzies gone. I thought that was in sports from like on Menzies because they kind of grabbed him quite high. Um, and. That it was kind of in, 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 incidental, kind of contact on the far yeah. end with Walsh. Then you see the replay, and we'll get to this in a minute. Then they looked to me like, well, actually, you know, if that's incidental, what's your harm doing out there? Yeah,
0: yeah. So, yeah, you yeah. Know,
1: and on top of that, and then, you know, and, and it's very tough because you don't want to judge players on pri- prior acts. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. You don't. Right. Green, we know Green's a bit of a, a a bit emotional to use a basketball euphemism.
3: Yeah,
1: um, but you don't want to judge them on prior acts. And I thought the refs were probably on what I saw. Just about right, and giving him the very benefit of the doubt on that. Mm. On what I saw the first time, I didn't see it either. What subsequently went on probably indicated that maybe they weren't, but they don't yeah. know what they're going yeah, after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um So Green, and he can't take, in he can't take any guys what you guys done in the past. And for you, just can't. It's not fair on the players. So as I say, so they called that as a just a genuine, a, a straight up foul on Menzies. Yeah. Right. Um, As I say, it didn't really matter because he never came back in the game anyway. It was his fourth foul. So yeah. When the matter, and let Green off for, for 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 whatever happened for hitting Walsh. Um, then um, the next thing that goes on is down the other end, um, we have um, Jackson makes a ju- makes a shot um, on on the um, his little scoop shot. Green comes down and ends up throwing him on the floor. Robertson. Sorry, was that Robertson?
0: Robertson you know, was no, oh no. That was in that was the last two. Have you getting to the disqualification or no? No, 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 before? no.
1: Okay, it was unsportsmanlike okay. before yeah. that. sportsmanlike before that, and it was yeah, green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then um, yeah, yeah. green, kind of. So green, I think, having got away with the last one, refs saw this is this is the this is the um, the the refs ref saw that after Jackson made the shot, gave the unsportsmanlike against green. Initially, I thought, "Oh, that's a bit harsh." I think you guys did as well. You thought maybe that's Henry flew out. Then I looked back and thought, "No, you just you just pushed him out of the way for no reason." You just yeah. Out the- yeah, yeah, for yeah. No reason. And at this point, you know, you're thinking, "Oh, they're, they're, this is where the game's changing because the discipline's going." Mm. You know, and 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 throughout all of this, the one thing that remains absolutely stable in this game is that Leicester kept their discipline whilst Manchester lost theirs. Yeah. So
0: there's a massive loss of discipline over there. I apologise if there's a load Mm. of wild uh, nephews and uh, children going mad in the background, but uh, it is Christmas Eve. They don't know what
1: they're witnessing, do they? They don't know the importance of it. Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, So... um, Let's get to let's get to the end of it. Leicester out to sixty-three seventy with five minutes to play. Fletcher then has five in a nine-o run as Manchester move in front. Seventy two to seventy and then one fifty four to go. Robertson uh they well, been...
1: no, we, we missed one. We missed one. one there was another because um Nelson Henry fouls green on a rebound. Yeah. And really turns round and 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 with e- either if you're a Manchester fan protects the poor, or if you're a Leicester fan throws an elbow. Yeah. Um and then, um and this really quite actually frustrated and, and even slightly annoyed me, um because he he didn't catch Nelson Henry full on if he had he wouldn't have got up, but he certainly got he got enough of a, a glancing blow to have an impact. You know Nelson Henry is pretty much a straight up guy in Relation to the way that he plays the game. There's very few frills. There's little in the way of um unnecessary emotion. There's little in the way of gloating. You know, he's the league center of the year for the past two years. You know, basically just someone who comes and comes to work and does his job and, and plays the game. Um so he was called for the foul, and, and perhaps kindly, because I think Green had already had the unsportsmanlike, like um nothing was called on Green, and again. I wasn't sure when I saw it first time on the replay, I would have called him for it, an unsportsmanlike, mm. um, because he recklessly endangered the safety of Nelson Henry, from my perspective, by by elbowing the way that he did, with the, by pivoting the way that he did with the ball. But Green comes down the court, and your camera catches him doing the kind of the crying eyes sign.
0: Yeah, I saw that, yeah, 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 yeah. And I
1: thought to myself, I thought that was really desperately immature um, and disrespectful. And why is immaturity bad? immaturity is not necessarily bad immaturity allows you to play with kind of freedom, it allows you to play with energy it allows you to play with without a care in the world. And I'm not being moralistic or hypocritical or anything of that nature when I'm criticizing it. It doesn't help you win mm. right? It loses you can you lose you lose, you're thinking about things that you should not be thinking about. you're doing stuff you should not be doing, right? That to me, you know, was you know, it's, it's it's the difference between the guys who you know, you know, um, how many times have you seen more walk after of Jabril Adekoya flex when they make a basket with two people draped off them? Yeah. They don't do that. They just get down the court, yeah. right? Because they're concentrating on the next play. Mark Loving dunks a ball in transition in the third quarter. He just jogs back down the court. You wouldn't know it wasn't, you know, he wasn't going for the, going to get the milk, you know? <laughs> you no, know, this is, but this is the difference. This is winning basketball. This is the, the mentality. This is what we do, right? Winning basketball is not um, getting a, a dumb on sports night foul, throwing an elbow um, at another guy, and then deciding you're going to take the mickey out of him on TV and doing the crying nice thing and say, oh, he's a baby, which is basically what he's saying. Now that's, that's, that's embarrassing. And that, that um, and it's embarrassing, but it also impacts Manchester's chance of winning the game because it's putting Green, who is one of their most important players at risk of being fouled out. It also indicates that perhaps um, he's not as utterly focused on the things he should be focused on as he is. So there was that. Now, all of these calls, these unsportsmanlike fouls we're talking about and the disqualification we're about to get to, um, on first view, I wouldn't take any issue with what the refs called. Yeah. Right, every single one. And you know, we're told, Oh, well, they lost control of this, etc. Why doesn't this happen in Europe, et cetera. They don't have video to look at.
2: Yeah. yeah
1: they don't, yeah. you know, they don't have the opportunity to go back. They're saying it first time fast, you know, is it what's incidental, what's deliberate. Yeah. Right? Players don't generally, apart from what we're going to say and talk about in a second, players don't generally walk up to people with a sticker wouldn't hit them over the back of the head and make it easy for the refs. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. My clients, right? And <laughs> not the players. Right. Like, um it's it's it, it you know it's they're generally called judgment calls and and, and to, to see them in full speed you see you know that, that the push by green and not be able to review them it puts um the refs at an incredible i think disadvantage in yeah. in, in calling it and, and you can't compare apples to the oranges you know every every possible in sports like in europe they go with the video
0: yeah
1: right and every um, end of sh- end of um, quarter uh, shot clock situation, they go to the video right, and we don't do it yet. So let's not hold these guys to to a un- un- high higher and unfair standard. Um, that said, we're going to get to the disqualification thing as well. I think their game management should have been better in relation to what what happened next, which was so, Roberson.
0: Yeah, so one fifty four to go, uh, Roberson. Uh, uh, there, there'd been a few incidences of coming together. Between those two players, I remember there was one where there was a bit of a grab as um, uh, um, uh, Jackson tried to get away and then he kind of pushed back and it was one of them. But the referees sort of let it play. They didn't even call a foul either way and didn't stop the Mm -hmm. game or whatever. So anyway, ends up with Robertson um, banging into him. Uh, it, and then knocking him to the ground and then basically stamping on him. Not trying to jump over him, put it that way.
1: Yeah. It's, yeah. And again, it was one you need to look at four times, wasn't it? Yeah. Um. I don't necessarily think that they got the interpretation of it right with what they saw. What I will say is that, you know, what really strikes me is out of that instant was firstly two things. One, you look at Ramon Fletcher's reaction, yeah. right? Because he threw him the ball and you see him you know, he threw in the ball and he watched what Roberson did and his hands go like that and he turns around like that and he looks at Vince and he says, why? You know, and it's almost like this is losing basketball. Mm-hmm. He knows you're up by two with a minute and after going to go in the game and that's what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Right? So, you know, that's the difference between ultimately being a professional winner and being someone who's just out there playing basketball. And um, the second thing that is the difference between being a professional winner and being someone that's out there playing basketball is Zach Jackson. Because Zach Jackson got up and
2: walked
1: away Mm. right and you can tell me you can give me the name of a 500 british basketball players not have got up and walked away yeah they would have been into it and there could have been double disqualifications all kicked off but he's too smart and too focused on the job of winning to, to allow the machismo and the um the emotion of it all to impact him and that's the difference ultimately between these two teams and even the team, when I say the teams, it's not even the teams. It's between Robeson and Green and everybody else.
2: Mm.
1: Because, you know, you can't say that about the. We'll we need to talk about a little bit. You can't say that about Fletch. You can't say that about Nick Lewis. You can't say that about Callum Jones. It's not the teams, mm. right? It's those guys. Yeah, They're important to that team, and they haven't bought in to what you need to do, to what you need to sacrifice to win. And sometimes you've got to sacrifice your ego, and you've got to sacrifice your machismo. And what Robeson did was utterly ridiculous. Right. He had the ball. He passed it out to the wing. And he did basically battering ram. He just he yeah. just he, he ran over. He's like it was a American football, and He's a yeah, defensive end. Yeah. You know, yeah. He literally ran him over, put a shoulder in his back. Right now, watching it back and fled, so it's as we saw. Um, for me, that was no that's an automatic on sportsman, like the first call. They are just running him over is not sportsman. Yeah. Not play on the ball. It's unnecessary. It's excessive um, violence. In relation to the DQ, I'm kind of on the fence a little bit. Um, I'd like the rest to have seen it because it looked like a stamp, but it was, as you say, he didn't get out of the way. Mm. That was the thing. I don't think it was. I've seen stamps. I watch lots of CCTV. Um, (laughs) And um, it wasn't, you know, I wouldn't put it down as an overly malicious uh, Acting if, if it did, land, if he did land his foot anywhere, it was kind of towards the top end of his shoulder, kind of underneath his arm. Um, and the argument is, you know, you he has a responsibility to get out of the way, I suppose. At yeah, that yeah, point. Yeah, but yeah. if you put them both together, yeah, that's the thing. If you put them both now, now the refs didn't, the refs I think called it a, a straight foul, he called an offensive foul, and then a disqualification, a disqualification, which to me, I would have, I think, I'd have. Just either disqualified him on the base. Well, we've been on sportsman like in a disqualification yeah. if you thought it was a stamp, and on sportsman like on its own if you didn't think it was a stamp, or if you thought we put you thought you're going to put them both together just a disqualification on its own. But they don't get to look at the video. No, you know. So again, you know, I got no, you know, it was just a, what. What struck me was it was just a non. And you can say, oh, the refs have lost control. No, the refs didn't lose control. Roberson lost control. Mm. Put it on the players. Robinson did something ridiculous. Mm. Um, and it wasn't the first time in the game that he'd, as he said, he'd been spoiling for it. Yeah. And I just thought it showed the difference between the teams. You know, and and Rob has this, obviously Rob has this, you know, relatively carefully cultivated image of, you know, of, of kind of little angry young man, little angry young man, you know, in his Italian suit on the sideline, you know, running up and down and, you know, an arguing with everybody, He didn't argue in this case. He wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't causing he wasn't um kicking off in this case, because he knew that at this point in time, and this is the smartness of the coach. His team didn't need that. His team needed to keep playing and keep disciplined and to let the refs kind of handle it out. So um, I thought the team that kept its control won and made the smart players and the team that didn't that lost control, lost. And ultimately, That's all that matters. You know, so out of that,
0: we get to the to the point where the free throws came and Kimball took it. And it should have been Zach Jackson. So Lester Lester ended up losing yeah. possession of the ball and not uh, scoring. So they were still one point down at at, at that point. And that's just and-
1: why I said the game. Just on the game management point I was making earlier about the the, the foul shot that didn't count, be the, the missed foul shot that they got back because someone was in the circle. Mm. Yeah, at that point in the time, yeah, okay. For, from the refereeing perspective, um, you know, you don't have to point at the player who has to go on and you don't send somebody away from the foul line. But it would be a lot smarter if they did. You, yeah. just, have a, you just have a word in somebody's ear and say, look, Jackson's shooting. You know, I've got no problem. No one would have a problem with that no. because it takes away, it just kills the situation. And there are times whereby I think in Euro in League, Euro, 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 they go back and they'll come back from the monitor and they'll say, right, the foul is on seven, number 12 is shooting. Mm. So it's not that it's prohibited from doing that. It's a game management thing. And the further point I'm going to make about game management, and this is to kind of get you off the hook a little bit as well, is that when we're in the NBA, you know, these calls are being announced.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: The referees are going to the the, the announcer at the table, or even at times going to the people on doing the TV and telling them this is the call that we are making, and they're announcing it on microphone to the crowd. Okay? Again, there's a reason that the NBA does stuff this way. It's getting the information. It wouldn't take a minute for a referee to go to the announcer and say, this is what this is what we've called. A foul on him, disqualification on him would be two shots for, for number
2: 12.
1: Yeah. You know, everybody knows. Um, and that's not done. So, you know, there's a lot in this game for the um, kind of, I know the, the, the new chief executive officer hasn't really talked much about the basketball side of it. He's talked about the content side of it. And maybe he wants to keep this type of stuff going on so the content gets yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But um, there's a lot in this game in relation to easy wins that they can clean up. You know, the video referrals for yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah. problem. the um, ability to keep the, the refs communicating with the crowd, the stuff that's already done everywhere else.
3: Yeah, yeah. Other
1: places. There's no reason why, if other, other players are doing it and they're successful, there's no reason why we can't have that. We're not back in the, we still in the 1980s. And that would have then clarified everything. And it would have just avoided the the the, the crap storm that yeah, like yeah. So yeah, so we've been through that. So Mackenzie should sit when he shouldn't. And um, the crazy thing is one of the refs, it was one of the refs that spotted it, not Manchester. And if I had yeah. been Manchester bench, I'd have been up shouting about it.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. It was the ref, so the argument is, well, why is the ref spotted it after he's shot it instead of before? Yeah because he wasn't the one giving the ball. Because he wasn't the one giving the ball, you see. So that's where the kind of your game management comes in. The other thing I think about it, in in defense of
0: the referees, because there was the melee, and then there was the referees talking for a minute or two to work out what they were going to do. And then there was, you know, there was a lot going on. So the time between the actual uh, foul being committed and the free throws uh, or free throw being attempted was quite a long, so it's easy to just,
1: Oh, I mean, there's there like, an a, of like yeah, it's like a five yeah, or six stage yeah. decision process yeah, 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 you've got to make, and this yeah, yeah. is why they go to the monitors, so they can actually do it, one, they can do it um, logically and um, meticulously, yeah. which you can't do if you if you if you're actually not sure what's happened. That's the problem. Nobody's yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. We're 100%. still not sure whether he deliberately stood on him, and we've watched yeah. it six times. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So they're having to work out what you think happened first, and then. After that, you've got to figure out what's happening next, and that's why the easy win is there. There's a monitor there; you're looking at it. Let the rest yeah. of all of it. Yeah, yeah. Dead yeah. In. So,
0: um, one twenty nine to go. Atakoya at the free throw line goes one for two. The game is tied at seventy five. That was actually the final score. Nobody scored in the last ninety seconds uh, of the game. Loving was denied, which I, on commentary from my angle looked like a foul, but I was slightly less convinced when I watched it back. From the, no, I he got ca- the ball. I ca- camera he on, on the other side, but yeah. from my side, it looked like a foul. But I think it's um, because
1: he did a double clutch, but the yeah. double clutch came because the hand was on the ball, so he tried yeah. to get the. Ball.
0: Uh, I was all right with that call, uh, or no call. Um, yeah. And then uh, Fletcher missed at the end of the shot clock, and then Green blocks McKenzie um, driving to the basket with with a couple yeah, of seconds to go. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. Lester, well, I would like to. I would have liked him to go after the rebound after he blocked the shot, though was my only thing because it well, was still again, a couple of know, seconds ago those guys who
1: flex you know mm. um you know i agree with that um let put the ball in mckenzie's hands a lot at the end they really don't yeah. trust him yeah. quite interesting, even though he's not even he's not even been starting for them um but no it was it was, it was you know it, by that point in time there was, there was obviously a lot that was moving in the game yeah. a lot that was
0: going on um Speaking of Mackenzie, let's go into overtime now. Mackenzie hit a big three with two and a half minutes to go to make it a four point game, 78-82. Nick, there
1: was there was um was the biggest story in overtime. Yeah, yeah. Basically, Manchester had no offense in overtime. They had no offense and they just threw the ball around the perimeter and somebody jacked up with three. Mm. That was because their, their offense is based around Fletcher and his penetration. Fletcher wasn't able to penetrate because his hamstring weren't right. Mm. Um so you know, I think you commented on it during the, during the overtime. That, you know their, their looks were very good and then mckenzie bailed out lewis with three foul shots when they're up one mm. and um lewis misses all three and then fouls somebody on the rebound just yeah. nuts yeah, yeah, you know, yeah i mean that's, again that is a losing play you know whichever way you put it um you know it's just you know not it's not the fact that you um you missed the shots it's the compound mistake yeah you can't compound your mistake you know it's a mental mental thing so you've got one team that's keeping their cool even when they're down. Because if he
0: makes all of those threes, they would have been up four and instead they were down one.
1: Yeah, but it's a down one that kills you. Yeah, you can yeah. get back and play defense. What you can't do is chase your own foul shot and foul yeah. somebody when you're in the penalty. Yeah. And what, you what, he felt, McKenzie, was he, like 96%? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It was crazy, you know? And that, as a result of that, Vince took it. I think you had one more possession and Vince took him out because Vince obviously figured out where his head had gone as well. So he's then somebody who's... Um, threat is off the court, which is exactly where Lester wants him because he's a guy who can can kind of shoot you out into a game straight away. So again, you know, it's a mental error, mental error by Robeson. you know, mental errors by Green, mental error and um, by Lewis. You know, these are the differences. And then we get to a mental error by Dirk Williams.
0: Yeah. So uh Dirk scores is 80-82. Um and then uh then we had the foul on the on the inbound that I thought was unsportsmanlike, but it, yeah, but it was a ridiculous it, foul. Yeah.
1: It was a nonsense foul. He's on four fouls. He is plus seven in a game that they lost by seven, and he played all but four minutes. Yeah. He lost the four minutes, so he played by. He didn't play by 14. You know, Fletcher is on one leg. You know, um, Roberson is gone. Lewis is out of the game. Williams is going to have the ball in his hands, every offense down. And he decides to grab Whelan, Coming around the screen, coming around the screen on inbounds. When I mean, Whelan wasn't even coming round to go for the basketball, he was just a, mm. it was it was Lester's little pet player whereby the first guy curls and then the second guy curls. You know, he pulls and he makes that that error. You know, that's the story in this. It's not well, whether it's one shot or two shots or whatever was going on. The story is that it, again, incredibly um incredible lack of discipline from a key player at a key time. And um yeah, that rule change got me as well. I didn't know it, so you know, yeah. so, I'll, so I'll give you that one. And um you know, and, and it's just it was just just crazy.
0: And it, it doesn't impact on them because Leicester don't actually score, but what it does do is you say is take a, a guy out of the game who, who would have had the ball in his hands at some point in that last minute. Uh, and then the then you get an offensive foul at the other end on green for 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 an eagle uh, an illegal screen to give Leicester well, the
1: or bad. Well, there was two bad. I mean, I'm still I'm I'm not gonna let this this SMB go without you know having a little bit more about block charge and the screens. There's been some bad um block charge calls in this um cycle. There was one at um Paddy At Wang took one right in the chest on the baseline for Surrey. He got called for a block. Then um, Prince Onwas took a couple right in the chest for for, for Caledonia. Um and he may not have been entirely set with his feet, but he doesn't have to be if he's taking an arm but the chest as the guy's coming forward. He was called for a block. Um the two two illegal screens called on Taj Green in this game, which were, in my view, wrong. The first one um was um when he went to set the screen on Mackenzie. I think it might have just been in front of you or certainly on the wheat on the wing, and set the screen on McKenzie, and he went to set it, but then he immediately slipped it. So he set it and he rolled and what happened was Kimball stuck his leg out and impacted his roll. and the ref called it an illegal screen because the screen had finished you know what the refs are calling is what happened afterwards they're not calling the screens right and a player doesn't have to there's no set time a player has to set a screen for it's a skill to slip a screen it's a skill to fake a screen and then go the other way now if you fake the screen or you set it for a short period of time and then roll to the basket. And in the course of your rolling to the basket, you're 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 obstructed by the defensive player. That's a defensive foul. And they're calling it as offensive fouls because the player set a screen immediately beforehand. And it's happened repeatedly, and it's beginning to frustrate me. Um and it's beginning to frustrate the offensive players as well. And then this the foul code on the, the screen called on green again, it was because Jackson fell down. You guys got it spot on on the um on on the commentary. Um, you know, ultimately he's there. He's set, he's within a cylinder, and Jackson falls down. If you are defending a screen at the moment, the best way to defend a screen is to hit the guy on the hip and fall over. So you you try and get across that screen, but but you don't actually get all the way around it. You just actually clip the guy on the hip, fall over. The other guy falls backwards at a funny angle. It's an illegal screen every single time because the refs are reacting to what's falling or what's happening. And so basically there's been a mandate put forward in relation to, to clamping down on illegal screens and, you know, it, which they never really had before. And again, it's, I mean, I'm I'm seeing refs as, as if they're all the same person. They're not. It's mm. not homogenous And I don't know who's doing what and who's doing what to what. But they haven't been given enough um, experience or guidance in relation to the intricacies of setting the screen and screening is now a massive part of the game and not just screening, but rolling to the basket is a massive part of the game. So how long do you set that? You don't have to set the screen for two seconds and then roll, you can slip it. You can roll either way. I've seen people being called for illegal screens when the defender's gone under and they're rolling to the basket. You know, if the defender goes yeah, under yeah, a
2: screen yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. and the attacking player's rolling to the basket and they call for a legal screen. That's, that's, that's not an illegal screen. He's not trying to set that screen. He's entitled to roll to that space. Um, and I, I think it it's got to um, it's it's close to epidemic proportions because they're beginning they're, they're getting cold at the end of games they're getting cold at the end of close games and I'm going to mention the the Donovan Johnson one for the fifth week in the road just to <laughs> <get it off. laughs>
0: just to keep Rob happy just to keep Rob Um
1: but no it's not just you know it's it's um, that was a bad call mm. um, you know it, it, given you know risk reward benefits benefit non benefit you have to be pretty sure, mm. and i'm and I'm got to that point now where I'm rewinding every single one of them and at the moment I'm saying every single I'm watching all the games obviously we watch all the games um I would say probably sixty to seventy percent I would agree with,
2: mm.
1: but I'm saying there's, there's a high a higher proportion that the figure that I wouldn't agree with should be maybe ten percent yeah 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 yeah, it yeah should be thirty or thirty five percent yeah That's where we're at at the moment. And so yes,
0: the thing is, and it is the whole thing is grey area. It's like me, like I said at the top here, it's okay for me and you to argue over what was a block and what was a charge, and it's okay for me on commentary to go, "Oh, that looked like a block to me, not a charge."
3: Yeah,
0: But, but. you can't get the process wrong, which is what I did earlier. And that was the... Oh, yeah, yeah. So so, so, so uh, I accept I accept the point you're making. I think a lot of people have come to the conclusion that actually the line there is not quite where it should be. And I guess it's the question of, okay, so what do we do about that? Do you move the line or does everybody have to adjust to the line? And and we haven't got to that point yet.
1: No, well, well the players are trying to adjust. You can see that. My, My bigger concern is is the is the fouls that are being called while players are rolling mm. when players have already set the screen or the fouls that are being called because um a, a defending player is hitting the screener in the hip and falling over mm. um you know that to me is um and 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 those calls really you know I'm not seeing I'm seeing very few cases where defending players are being called for making contact with an offensive player who's setting a legal screen a legal one
2: Mm.
1: you know if a defender makes contact with an offensive player setting a legal screen so he's in a cylinder and he's not moving they hit him on the hip then if you're going to call the foul it's a foul and defender trying to get over the screen but not navigating it properly Mm. you know and i'm not saying that at all so i think that i think the i think there needs to be a I don't. I'm sure. I know there's a lot of stuff going. You no, know, people say our oh, refs don't get looked at. There's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah,
0: right? there's a lot.
1: There's a lot of stuff going on. There's, there's, of stuff goes on. There's, there's, there's a lot of
0: review. Uh, yeah, there's loads of it, and there's very experienced referees who are in charge of looking at this thing, and everything gets reviewed, and blah blah Just blah. And, and 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 at some point this weekend, I will get an email from yeah. from from somebody to tell me I was wrong. Yeah, that and may be right. I already know that, but, yeah. but a, a, a referee, the, one of the referee chiefs, probably Richard, will email me and say, "Yeah, you got, you got this wrong. This is where you were wrong." And yeah. and and that's happened to me before, where I've got things wrong before, yeah. uh, where. And I want them to do that. If I say it wrong, that's uh, that's and me. Then you can refer them
1: to this and say, Look, yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please see my <laughs> earlier tweet Please of saying that, I got
0: it wrong. So,
1: yeah. They need to have a, a montage yeah. of what a good cause and what a bad cause. need yeah. to show them. It needs yeah, to happen yeah. quickly yeah. because it is becoming guesswork.
0: So let's go through the last couple of plays here. Jackson ends up with a mismatch. Fletcher on his back down low, spins well. Green comes over, but he fires high Archer over Green. 80-84, minute seven to go. And then, then Fletcher comes back the other way, has a good-looking three, comes off the back iron. Leicester with the rebound, and that was that, was the, that was yeah, the game. I mean, yeah, it was the game. And, and
1: you know, ultimately, Manchester had no offense in overtime, yeah. to be honest. They had no offense in overtime, as I say. Fletcher was hobbled, and the rest of them, you know, with um, uh, Williams, fouled himself out. Lewis basically sucked himself out, Um, and um, Roberson, Roberson's done what he's done. Already gone, yeah. Already gone. So they had nothing, and and the 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 team that played smartest, played most mature, showed the most um, intestinal resilience, and put away their ego as one. The team that put away the machismo won. The team that's used to winning. The team that knows what it takes to win. And that's why, you know, people want to go back at Robeson's into Just look at Fletcher. He knows as soon as he sees it. What are you doing that for? What, you know, because he knows how to win as well. Mm-hmm. He knows what it takes to win. He knows that's not it. Mm-hmm. Right. and And, you know, and that's why I say it was a great game. Because it, it revealed it revealed the character of the teams and the character, or sorry, of some of the players and the character of some of the players and their flaws, were direct was directly responsible for the winning and losing of that game.
2: Yeah. Not
1: the refs, not the commentators. I'd love it to have been, but not <laughs> you know, not the, not the in-game announcer, not even the coaches.
2: Mm.
1: You know, it's Zach Jackson getting up after maybe being trodden on, certainly being trodden on and maybe being stamped on. Who knows? And walking away. That wins. That's how you win. And you know, we've said it from the beginning with with, with, with Green, haven't seen it so much for Robinson. You know, you know, why doesn't this happen in Europe? Because players in Europe, why did refs make him losing control court marks in Europe? Because players in Europe don't do dumb crap like that.
2: <laughs> you
1: know, if you do something like Robinson did yeah. in Europe, you would be on yeah. a plane home <laughs> tomorrow.
0: Yeah, I can imagine the Serbian coach.
1: You'll know, really, we'll just be on a plane home tomorrow yeah, and the rest yeah, of the team, yeah, you know, yeah, you'll yeah. be ostracized, you'll be gone, you know, and um, you know, and, and that's issues that you know we have to we have to deal with, with with certain players, but you know, as hopefully as our standard increases, as our budgets increase, hopefully we'll be in a position whereby um teams can be um more certain as to the characters and the, and the, the mentalities of some of the individuals that they've got. You cannot have the red miss go when you're down by, you up by two with a minute and a half to go against uh, the most um, drilled team in the league. Mm. You know, that's not being professional. That's the opposite. So don't talk about, don't talk to me about the refs or the commentators or the environment or the fans or anything like that. Talk to me about the players and the players who did right and the players who did wrong because they're the ones who win games. Mm. Rant over.
0: Rant over so show almost over as well. Fletcher yeah. 20 points, five assists. You're late for your family. Due. My chaos seems to have calmed down a little bit over there, but I've got to go join it. Uh, Robeson <laughs> uh, 19 and eight, uh, Williams 19 and five, <clears throat> Manchester shooting splits 39 29, 55, uh, Jackson 21 and nine, Loving 19 and 11, McKenzie 15, Leicester shooting splits 33. Uh, 36 33 77 24 of 31 from the free throw line that was that was how they won the game
1: basically (laughs) yeah well more fouls they foul less 29 fouls to 18 Yeah. yeah yeah discipline wins yeah so uh quick
0: look at the table before we go leicester top at christmas this is seeing if you were paying attention how many times leicester been top at christmas there's a third it is the third I well listen well, uh they I were
1: like top... mistake the yeah they
0: uh <laughs> they had uh they had um they were top last year and in 2018 i think it was
1: um but they top are... because they always backload all their games so they only play yeah. games before yeah they they'd right. always played fewer games
0: yeah. in, in the years that right. they won the league um but they are top this year because they played more games because they're 11 and 4 and obviously London are 10 and 2 in second place Bristol in third 10 and 5 Caledonia and Plymouth both 8 and 6 Cheshire 7 and 9 Sheffield now 7 and 10 yeah. um the most wins of anybody in the playoff places uh, most losses sorry of anybody in the playoff mm-hmm. places at the moment uh, Manchester 6 and 6 A so 500 in eighth Newcastle uh, 3 and 10 and sorry 1 and
1: 13 mm, indeed well I would give you a rundown on all of them but I've got to be at the view it under yeah. the musical, I probably should get changed in case it looks like I'm going there to arrest somebody
0: <laughs> or be arrested or be arrested yeah, yeah, yeah. one or the other it's how Christmas Eve should always end in the uh, drunk tank, isn't it? There the we go. We'll start. Uh, we'll finish as we start.
1: There's a video. Uh, there's a video online somewhere I saw. Are you going
0: to? Are you going to see the boys of the uh, of um of of Northumbria Police or is it Tyneside Police singing Galway Bay? Is that what
3: you're?
1: no. It's a wonderful um, mash, mashup online of somebody about three years old of three hundred and twelve different Premier League football players names being so okay fantastic. yeah
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah really, really
1: fantastic i really the ingenuity of some people yeah. is beyond all we do is talking in the computers you know Indeed. Uh, um so yeah so so yeah no i'm um i'm off to get some chocolate i think
0: well yeah. enjoy that and hopefully everybody has a great christmas i'm assuming we're back on new year's day are we i think there's yeah, two games time. is there it's definitely yeah, Syria playing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll catch up. Keep it, keep it, keep it marked. You'll, indeed. indeed. Right. Thanks, guys. Happy Christmas, everybody. For all, all four of you who are listening, brilliant.
0: <laughs> they're all coming on to hear me, me a culpa, aren't they? That's yeah, the biggest listening ever. Have a great Christmas, everybody, and we'll see you in the new year. Goodbye.